The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. We're going to do a little bit of fast travel. Guys, we passed a bonies like four miles. <laughs> Welcome back to Bostafir's favorite TV show. Oh, like Burger King. Boner King. You're right. I'm being so silly. I didn't make any effort. Okay, I was going to say if we're going in a, for a fight. I'm gonna dress as Gwen. Uh, it's definitely outside of the skirts. That's um, my map. No, that's my map. Now do us all a favor and go dunk your head in the horse trough. Perhaps that will put out the fire in between your ears. Oh man, the dwarven clap. The Golrick that I... Don't. Come along, Farf. Is that because I'm a half-elf? Yes. Daggers and axes and great swords and glaives. <laughs> I know you're not alliterating on purpose, but it's quite annoying. We're back. It's a new year, and it's a new us! How are we new? Well, let's start with this. Improvised Weapons features audio from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium music, sound effects, and voices that enhance any tabletop experience. Me tell you no be bad! Squish! And, with a BattleBards Prime subscription, you can get access to the entire catalog, as well as tools like soundboards, the mixer, and BattleBards Cast, allowing you to broadcast your audio online across any virtual tabletop service. You can even upload and mix from your private audio library. And with BattleBards Prime, you get a 20% discount on all purchases. Head to BattleBards.com and subscribe to BattleBards Prime using the coupon code IWVTCAST to save some money and let them know who sent you. BattleBards. Take your game to the next level with the greatest tabletop audio library on the material plane. That's right, we're upping our production value with premium sound effects from BattleBards. And we're able to do it because of our generous and amazing supporters on Patreon. If you care to join their ranks, head over to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and help us do even more cool stuff. Now, for our first episode back from break, we packed in a whole bunch of action for you. So, tuck in and say it with me. Let's hit it and crit it. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on the show, the party got back on the road to Bastafier. They all dealt with their offers from cackling Agatha in different ways. Eowyn dove into a book. Yarfik contacted his mother. 
Cassian practiced playing his lute with only four fingers, and Ildov spoke with Shyok. After three and a half days of fast travel, they were stopped in the road by a pair of armed individuals, guards for the Tempered Steel. The mercenaries had returned from their contract up north to find the city barricaded, so they set up camp at the forest's edge. After displaying the badges they had gotten after their trial in the city, the party was led by the guards into the camp to rest and water their animals, then on to Sir Therafid, the commander of the Tempered Steel. They approached while he was in the midst of a heated argument with one of his lieutenants. He quickly squashed the insubordination and greeted the party warmly. He informed them of the current situation. All the city gates are barred and guarded. They've had no communication with anyone in the city, and they've found no way in. They've since sent word to Queen Ifane, asking for the royal army to be mustered, but they have no idea if they're on their way. And, even if they are, it will be days before the army arrives, and who knows what may happen in that time. Sir Therifid gave the party free run of the camp, and asked them to aid in any way possible while plans are made. Yarfik and Cassian helped to replenish the food and water stores, while Eowyn and Ildov went to the Quartermaster to see what wares were available. After picking up some healing potions, Eowyn found out where the mages were and promptly disappeared, not looking to see if anyone was following along. And that is where we pick up. It's further into the evening now. Torches are being staked as you walk through the camp to shed light on the surroundings. You still hear errant cries, and you can see common folk and mercenaries alike dining at their tents on what looks like reduced rations. What is everyone's passive perception? Ah, 13. 12. Yeah, 13 for me as well. 20! Aaron <laughs> um, is just satellite dishing the entire yeah. place. Well, Eowyn, you are, you are well ahead of the rest of the party at oh, this okay. moment. You overhear the following snippet of conversation from an upcoming cook fire. Tarshan's writings on the Nine Hells are certainly interesting, but they lack true substance. He clearly has no experience with devils and demonology. Everything he claims is circumstantial. Who are you to speak ill of Tarshan? The man has penned countless tomes on the subject of demons. Anyone can write a book. It takes a real secret truth to get in the thick of it and be face to face with a demon. Really learn something. Ugh, ridiculous. That person storms off. Real contact trumps a book any day. I may not have a published paper, but I wager I know more about demons than anyone here. And as you continue walking, eventually you can see the source of this statement. You see a creature that would pass for human if not for his cold, dark skin and flame red hair. His uh, his hair itself uh, moves almost like fire, and his eyes burn bright with uh, both with intensity and sort of a kind warmth. Hmm. So he doesn't look scary. He doesn't look particularly scary. No. <clears throat> okay, I'll approach him. So you uh, approach him as he is sort of. Uh, he's got a, a stick in his hand, and he's, like, poking at the cook fire in front of him. Excuse me. Did I, uh, hear you talking about demons? Oh, you overheard that? Sorry, I, I can get awful worked up. Uh, my name's Kindle. Uh, you are? Valera. Well, Valera, it's a, it's a pleasure. Is there, um, something I can do for you? I was just curious about your knowledge of demons. Oh, uh, sure. Well, I'd, I'd be happy to talk demons with you. You just have sort of a passing fancy, or do you have uh, specific questions? Yeah, let's call it a passing fancy. All right. Well, I'm happy to wax philosophic. Uh, what would you like to know? 
do they do they do they often have you know, say they I've heard that some demons um you know befriend creatures on this plane do you think that they'd have more than one I you know where they uh sort of request their services in exchange for power I mean it's an interesting hypothetical that you put forth right here I'll tell you that much for sure um because you use the word befriend and in my experience friend just ain't a word that goes along with demons they don't they don't have friends I mean they certainly will fraternize with mortals but usually it's for their own personal gain you know, they always have something in it, and more often than not, it's the, um, well, how to put this lightly, downfall of said mortal. But, as to the crux of your question, whether or not they may be, uh, dealing with more than one at a time, I mean, it's certainly possible. I guess it depends on the demon. Many of them tend to be pretty, uh, singularly focused, I've found. How many demons have you met? Quite a few. To be perfectly honest, uh, I've hunted them for years. Um, oh, you hunt demons? Uh, well, I I used to. I don't do it anymore. Uh, you see, my my mother was a, was an ifrit, uh, a fired genie, and uh, she was killed by a marilith that had found its way onto the plane of fire. And I earned my vengeance. I learned a lot along the way. Lost some friends, but um, be honest, I don't really feel much better about the whole thing now. Death begets death, and all that. So now I, I just try and use all the stuff I learned about demons and their ilk to uh, to educate, help other people. But yeah, I've uh, I've met my fair share. Interesting. Um, and it's at this point you realize. Actually, roll uh, roll intelligence. That's an eleven. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you you heard him say that his mother was a uh, was an ifrit. Mm-hmm. You realize that he is in fact not human, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. The word is on the tip of your tongue. You're pretty sure you've heard of this before. He's a Janasi. Janasi. Janasi, which are are the uh, uh, he's essentially half genie. Mm-hmm. You don't know much about them, but you know that that's what he is. Um, and it's uh-huh. likely why he seems so similar to fire. You are... How did... Hmm. Tell me more about yourself, Kindle. Sure. My, uh, like I said, my mother was an Efreet. My, my father uh, was a mortal man. Um, my mother had traveled from the plane of fire here to the material plane. They, uh, they met up north and, well, they struck up a relationship as two souls can and, uh, you know, sometime later, I came around. My uh, mother took me to the Plane of Fire. That's actually where I spent most of my time growing up. I feel like there's really not that much to tell. You know, Plane of Fire is not really all that interesting. It's mostly just, uh, well, it's a lot of fire. Uh, and what are you doing here? Oh, well, uh, you know, a- after my time with the uh, the hunting and all of that, I... Um, I decided to join up with the Tempered Steel, uh, sort of see if I could use all of the uh, the skills and knowledge that I had formed uh, in my my hard-tempered years, and, and really make them into something useful for everybody. So uh, I fight along with the uh, you know the rank and file here, but I also do my bit to educate in the more uh, uh, shall we say difficult cases that we come across. Sure, sure. Why are you so interested in demons, if you don't mind me asking? You look like a, a very stately woman. Oh, just uh, something I've always, you know, had a had a sort of interest in since I was a child. 
Roll deception. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a twenty-seven. <laughs> twenty-seven. Well, uh, I mean, I you know, I suppose the the fancies of a child can't really be ignored. I, I understand that. You know, I've. I was always obsessed with dragonflies when I was a kid, and it's something that I still feel to this day. Yeah, dragonflies, demons, you know, who knows what kids get into in their heads when they're surrounded by books. Well, uh, can I ask you a question? Of course. Have you ever met one? A demon, not a dragonfly. Uh, you know, I'm not entirely sure. Sometimes I think my ex-husband's a demon, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh... uh. Love is a fickle, fickle bitch. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Kendall, I'm just so fascinated uh, by you, I guess. What's a... Uh, what, what, do I know what, like, his... What is it? A gen- Genasi? Is that what you call them? Genasi. Genasi. Yeah. What, do I know what their deal is? Like, what do they... Do, do they have powers or anything? With your 11, you you know, like, the real basic basics. Mm-hmm. There are four kinds of genasi. Mm-hmm. There are uh, fire, earth, water, and air. So essentially one for each of the, the elements. Mm-hmm. They uh, Each one is descendant from a particular kind of genie somewhere in their lineage, and they have uh, certain abilities that... that are derived from whatever they are. So, you know, like the if you're derived from an earth genasi, you're very hardy. If you're derived from a uh, fire genasi, you tend to be uh, like quick-tempered, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do come with, with certain innate abilities, just like, you know, any of the races do, but it's not like he can just, like, like he can't disappear into fire or, you know, something, something weird. Okay. But he, uh, he says, uh, you know what? Uh, do you have any other specific questions? Do you want me to just sort of, I don't know, go off the cuff? I mean, I can talk demons for hours. Oh, you know, sure. Yeah. Okay, well, I asked an or question. Oh, sure, you did. <laughs> Why don't you just go off the cuff? I'm just uh, so fascinated. Sure. Well, um, do you, do you know how demons are formed? Formed? Yeah, no. like where they come from. No, I guess I never stopped to think about it. Demons are are spawned from chaos itself. Uh, The Abyss creates demons as extensions of itself, spontaneously forming them out of just pure filth and carnage. Uh, Some of them are unique monstrosities, while others represent... uh, you know, uniform strains, uh, sort of like the difference between, say, a general and a foot soldier. Um, there are some smaller demons that tend to be similar just all straight throughout, but then some that are uh, unique in a way that no other can be. There are also some demons that are just straight up formed from mortal souls that are shunned or cursed by the gods or or even trapped in the abyss itself and, and mutated over time. Um, it's pretty fascinating. Trapped in the abyss, huh? Yeah, yeah, there there are... Whew, let me tell you, you should be happy that you're here on the material plane because uh, that don't happen here, but there are other planes of existence where all bets are off. And you don't think that any of these demons are truly capable of love? Well, um, let me see how to, how to put this... Uh, Lightly, I suppose. Um, he actually takes out like a journal and starts leafing through it. He's like, I've got notes in here somewhere on this. I know I've done it before. Let me put it this way. Um, demons 
carry with them the stain of abyssal corruption. Their, their mere presence can change the world for the worse. Uh, you can tell any spot in the world where a demon has been. Uh, plants wither and die. Animals shun the sites where a demon has uh, made a kill. There may even be just a, a horrible stench that never abates in a, in a place where a demon has broken through. It could even just be permanent shadows. It's hard for me to think that a creature that causes all that could be capable of love. Interesting. Yeah, why do you ask? Why so interested in uh, demons and love? Or is this all still about your ex? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> well, if I can offer some advice, uh, <laughs> if you liken uh, this ex of yours to uh, a demon so much, I would mm-hmm. say probably don't get back together, no matter how good the sex was. <laughs> Thank you for that advice, Kindle. I will surely take that to heart. Thank you so much for all this information. Any other cool facts you know? <laughs> there is one thing now that I think about it. Something that, that just sort of comes up, comes, uh, you know, bubbling up to the, the front of my mind. You talk about demons and love. Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's one kind of demon in particular that, that sort of, uh, you know, what's the right word, it traffics in that. I don't know if you, you ever heard of a Glabrazoo. Glabrazoo. Have I heard of that? Uh, roll intelligence. That's a 19. You've, you've read a lot of books, mm-hmm. um, and you have come across it, but there there isn't, like, a lot of information in the world about them. Mm-hmm. So while the name does spark some familiarity in you, you you still don't, you're not sure what he's about to tell you about them. Are you going to say that you've heard of them, or? Uh, that sounds familiar, but well, tell me a, more. Um, uh, uh, Glabrazoo takes great pleasure in destroying mortals through temptation. So, uh, you know, I feel like if any one of them is going to, uh, to feign love for a mortal, it's probably them. They're, really, they're, they're very cunning. Their greatest joy is destroying mortals via trickery and temptation. That's, that's what they're all about. So, I suppose they'd be the most likely to play at love with somebody until that, that, person was made to in some way shape or form sort of destroy themselves like that's what they really like to see is is to see mortals sow the seeds of their own destruction at the same time they're no slouch if it comes to fisticuffs they can definitely uh they can definitely do some damage if uh, temptation doesn't doesn't do the whole job nasty customers well that is that sounds terrible hate to come across one of those. <laughs> oh, yeah, let me tell you, they are, I mean, I wouldn't want to come across any demon if I had the choice, but uh, Glabrazoo, they're, uh, whew, they're rough. Have you ever been tempted? Not with love. No, sure. No, uh, vengeance was my, uh, drink of choice for a very long time, but. Sure. When I finally drove my blades through the neck of that Marilith, uh, I didn't really feel better. Hmm. But, you know, that's in the past. I have a, a drawing of a Glabrazoo if you'd like to see it. Oh, sure. Just, uh, you know, for yeah. uh, for for personal edification do to they, see if it's something that's going to help you out. Do they all look the same? Oftentimes they do. They share very similar features in terms of the uh, the horns. They all have those large pincered arms. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I doubt you'll ever see one. They're, uh, <laughs> they're fairly rare, but... Uh, 
Can they change shape at all? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of demons have the ability to do that, to sort of mask their appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, hey, maybe your ex-husband really was one. Who knows? <laughs> this is all certainly very interesting. Thank you so much, Kendall. Well, of course, absolutely. Uh, have you eaten yet? Do you uh, oh, want you some know, food? I've, I don't have much, but I've got some to share. Sure, I'll take a small bite. <laughs> Well, I meant you could have, like, a bowl of food to yourself. Uh, you don't have... Uh, if, oh, I couldn't take too much. Oh, okay. Well, then he uh, he picks up his bowl and... <laughs> and spoons up some of uh, some of what's in there. It looks like some, uh, like, mashed potatoes or something like that. And he holds it out to you in a very, like, the plane is coming in. <laughs> um, as daintily as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take a bite from the spoon and then wipe off my mouth with my hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do that, and they're, uh, you know, they're passable mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. They probably use more salt, but given mm. the reduced <laughs> rations of the area, you're not surprised that, you know, they don't have all the spices that they could have. Yeah. But it's hot, and mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, you can feel, like, that heat go all the way down as you swallow it, so it's very comforting in that fashion. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much, Kendall. This has been just such a pleasure to meet you. And hear uh, all this information. What luck that I happened upon such a, a knowledgeable man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm happy about it too. Perhaps it was uh, fate or destiny, if you're the sort that believes in those kinds of things. Who knows? But uh, how long have you been in the camp now? Oh, we just arrived uh, very recently. Oh, so you were, you were not, uh, you're not a refugee from the city. Uh, well, I was in the city. I'm traveling with uh, an adventuring syndicate. Perhaps you've heard of us, the Von Demos. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Party. I've heard the name bandied about. I'm kind of surprised someone who looks like you would be associated with. Uh, them. Uh, well, I'm not a. I'm not an original founding member of the crew. I I just happened to catch a ride with them to Bastafier, and <laughs> they needed some help uh, fighting the enemy. So. I, you know, okay. offered uh, my services. Interesting. Um, interesting. You can see he's sort of like, he he has apparently heard more of the rumors about the Von Demos Adventuring yeah, Syndicate yeah. than the reality. Oh, uh, I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you've heard, but we're we're good guys. We're not uh, we're not evil. Oh, oh, uh, no, of course. I, I mean, I, I would never, uh, you know, no one, <laughs> no one thinks that they themselves are evil. Uh, I'm sure you've justified all your actions. Oh, um. <laughs> well, I, yes, we're uh, we're here to help. <laughs> we're here to help. Um, the... No, that's uh, that's that's great. Uh, you know, you're you're here to help now, and we certainly appreciate it. We need all the all of the the bodies that that we can get at the moment, and uh, you know, whatever you've done in the past will be sorted out by the gods. So. Uh, okay. Uh, well, thank you for that, Kindle, and uh, thanks for the potatoes, and, um, uh, well, good luck, I guess. Uh, thank you to, uh, to you as well, Valera. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, I duck away. <laughs> <laughs> um, you duck away. This, this conversation's actually taken quite a long time. Mm-hmm. You guys have been, have been chatting for a while, so it's, uh, it's pretty late at this point. You can go and catch up with everyone else, or you can just go to the tents that had been set up for you all and, and take a rest. It's up to you. Uh, you know that they'll all end up there at some point 
anyway? Um, yeah, I feel uh, like I have a lot to process, so I'm just going to go straight to the tents. Okay, cool. So you uh, you go to the tents where they're set up, and uh, and you you bed down. And the tents are, you know, they're they're small, they're Spartan, the kinds that you would expect uh, a regimented mercenary party to have, but they keep out the wind and cold, which is all you can really hope for at this point. And you uh, you rest there fitfully until the next morning. <laughs> Cassian and Yarfik continue walking. Just just a quick question: um, mm-hmm. Did Ildov fall in love a little bit with this on fire guy? <laughs> she definitely did. Oh, she, you guys, uh, you guys will hear about Kindle when you speak with her next. <laughs> His name is Kindle. His name is Kindle. That's great. Uh, so if we're still moving on, I lock arms with Cassian and start skipping. That's going to be uh, difficult on Cassian's back. It is. Because of the height difference, but I'll, I'll allow st- it. I'll stop if it hurts him, but, you know. I mean, I'm very dexterous, so I'm gonna. <laughs> ca- what Cassian is going to do is he's so delighted that Yarfik is in such a good mood and wants to just buddy up that he's going to just, like, sling really low to the ground and try to do, like, a crouching skip, <laughs> almost like a Russian <laughs> squat dance. Sure, yeah, you're full do on Cossacking. <laughs> Yeah. Do I need a dex check for that? Or uh, well, only if I put a cup I on top of your I think you actually head. need a, a con check for that. <laughs> okay. It is, stam- it is stamina based. Best stat. Oh shit! Nineteen. Nineteen. You actually you're doing pretty well. Believe it or not, you're uh, you're just you know it, it's uh, it feels good to be limber again after being on your horse for so long, um, and you managed to do it. Uh, you guys haven't eaten recently enough that this is like gonna give you a lot of tummy trouble, so you managed to to go along at a at a pretty good clip until. You all, uh, you all, the two of you, spot a ring of people who uh, are sort of off to the side. Where there's a lot of uh, hooping and a hollering going on. And inside this loose ring of people, you can see two dwarves wrestling and being cheered on. Oh, this brings me back to the bar days where we had our fight before. I know. Do you think we should uh, think we should put a, put a show on for the people again? I don't know. Do you feel like losing again? <sighs> Is that was that how it happened? I sort of I seem to remember letting you win. Oh, really? You let me win? <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the plan as we discussed it. I, I don't know if you really think you want to take me in a fair fight. I well, guess we could. Uh, you know, if you really want to give give it a go, we have not had a fair fight yet. Are you guys still walking? Is this? Yeah, is... exactly. Okay. We're gonna walk right through the fight. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we um, get to the we get to the edge. I want to check out what's going on. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna look. Approaching closer, getting to the edge, and sort of muscling your way through the crowd to see what's going on. You can see the uh, the two dwarves who are wrestling, they're almost identical, save for disparate scars that they have. Um, each has a white V-shaped tattoo of stag's antlers um, that start from their upper lips and go up sort of through their eyes and over their brow. Uh, they each have dark brown hair, their beards are each double braided, and they are wearing just simple white tunics that stand out starkly against their deeply tanned skin. Mm. One of them, you notice this is the one who has a, a scar that sort of crosses through his left eye, pins the other for a five count to a round of raucous applause from the crowd. And as he gets up, he offers a hand to his opponent who grasps it with a smile and stands, starts to clap the dust off of himself from the ground. The, uh, the winner's eyes sort of scan the crowd, smiling, waving at people, and they land on Yarfik. And he raises his eyebrow, he points at you, mm-hmm. and he says, Is that a storm hammer I see? Seems we have a new challenger! Step into the church, friend. Oh, I can't go against a nice warm welcome such as this. Cassian, hold my shield. 
I hate I hate it when I'm at a religious ritual that I, <laughs> I, I just wish that you could have told me, you know, what I was expected of. You're to not do a, you're a non believer, it's okay. You'll learn farther as we go along. It's fine. And right. uh, I, take, I, I step in. Take his shield. Okay, you take oh, his shield. Um mm-hmm. but I'm also just gonna um as as Yarfik mm-hmm. steps in the ring, I'm just gonna yell out uh, watch out for this guy. He beat me in a fight, so <laughs> you know. And um, I'm gonna give uh, Yarfik an inspiration die. Ooh. Okay. What, what type of die is that? Uh, is it a D8 now for you, or is it still a D6? It should be at least a D8. Uh, a D8. Okay. Let me check the bar Yeah, D8. Cool. So you you <clears throat> give him uh, inspiration, and uh, as you you hand your shield, the the dwarf continues speaking. And he says, uh, "Names top deep mine." That's my brother, Tip. We've wrestled and beat a member of every clan we've come across. Mm. Now, Tip, remind me, have we come across a Stormhammer yet? Why, no, Top. No, we haven't. Well, then, this is a fortuitous day. You know the rules, I assume. Oh, if it's the classic dwarven wrestling stances, yes. Uh, so roll intelligence. As I've lied. I'm sorry, Sam. Did you say they were named Tip and Top? That is correct. <laughs> okay. Just straight intelligence? Just a second. Yeah. Uh, that is... 14. 14. Uh, you do know the rules. This is uh, this is the traditional dwarven wrestling pastime known as Glasnofa. Two opponents enter a predetermined ring. The opponents grapple and attempt to either pin, knock out, or eject the other from the ring, keeping them either pinned or ejected uh, or knocked out for five for a five count, essentially. Right, and no magic involved, I, I believe. Uh, you can, if you have the ability to use it, you can. <laughs> uh, it is in certain circles frowned upon. But the, the important thing is this is a test of, of strength, real, strength and skill more than anything else. Right. It is also an unarmored test. Oh, yeah. So you would want to, you'd re- be removing your, I think you're wearing scale. Scale mail. Yeah. It'll, t- it'll take me a minute to take it off. That's all he wears. This is going to be awkward. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Go on commando. <laughs> Are we oiling up like usual? I mean, I haven't done this since I was in the Dwarf Scouts, so this has uh, been a if, while. Uh, if that's a tactic you want to take, that's entirely up to you, but I will be wrestling as you see here. He's just wearing sort of like a simple cotton tunic. Well, as I said before, I have no undergarments. It's going to be in the nude. Okay, uh, that's uh, very traditional. Yeah. As I said, I haven't done it since I was in the Dwarf Scouts. You know how well, that goes. Um, you know what? So Yarfik uh, takes off his armor, and underneath his skin is just like one gigantic chap mark. It's yeah, just like one red yeah, one huge. Oh no, 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 no! Yeah. I, 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 Boy, I, I look like a walking blister. <laughs> I've been wearing this for a while. I have already got. Ca- I'm a giant callus. Is what it is. <laughs> he like touches you, and he's like, "You feel like my big toe." Yeah. <laughs> well, I hope. Well, hopefully, I'm as useful as that. It keeps you balanced. <laughs> it does count as a uh, scale mail. It's true. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Do I get? You, you you constantly have bark skin cast yeah. upon you. <laughs> oh, come on, he 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 moisturizes. You know, he, he takes his time. No, so but he uh, he does say, well, you know what? Uh, fair's fair. I'll match you in kind. <laughs> and he he unties the like the piece of cloth that he has on as a belt, and he takes his tunic off, and he's naked as a jaybird. I'm using minor illusion to give them little black privacy bars. <laughs> Cassian, this is traditional. You can't do that. This is this is for me more than you. Yeah, you know what? You guys can feel free to ignore it. <laughs> 
So uh, you do that. Uh, you both are. You both are. Forgive the phrase. Sizing each other up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Top says, uh, "You know, I'll uh, take a moment, stretch, center yourself, do what you need to do, and when you're ready, meet me on the floor." And he goes over, and he's also like stretching. You know, sort of working out the kinks because he just came off a wrestling right, match. Yeah. I'm gonna stretch as well, and I'm gonna kind of get down on one knee and say a quick prayer to Rajia. Just. Grant me the strength to sure. to show this person what the strength and light of a GA is like. Okay. Uh, while this all is happening, so you take a couple minutes to stretch, and Cassian, you've just cast a lot minor of lunges, illusions, a lot of to, back and forth. Yeah, of course, of course. Really letting the letting the girls dangle. I'm also going to just try and hype the crowd up a little bit, sort of like uh, just just talk Yarfik up, do a little like boxing promoter style, like oh, ladies and gentlemen, in the southeast corner, it's the hero of destiny, wielder of the whatever his shield is called, (laughs) (laughs) the dwarf from the north, Yarfik Stormhammer. I think it's I think I think I call it the Equine Destroyer. Mm. Sure, you can name it. Yeah, that's right. Um, How did I forget horse puncher? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so while you're doing that, you you start you know don kinging up the crowd and giving people all this sort Does of. Does your hair get like taller and just kind of like? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm using prestidigitation to just like tease and style it up into this massive thing. <laughs> uh, while this is all happening, from uh, from sort of off in a in a you know uh, indistinct part of the crowd, Cassian, you hear Cassian. <laughs> Welcome! <laughs> Welcome! And you, you turn and look, and it's Jin, your half elven friend from the lore house. Friend in quotes. Ooh! Yes. Jin, it's so. I'm delighted to see that you made it out of this city. Why, Cassian? No idea have, the tears of worry I've shed. Thank you. Have, have you been here all along? How have I not run into you? All, all along? No, we just got here. What a couple hours ago, Sam. I honestly don't remember what the timeline is here. Ah, uh, yeah, you've only been in the camp for a few hours. No, we just arrived a couple of hours ago. We've been on a, we've been on a mission of destiny. That does sound impressive. Uh, I apologize that I'm not in a, a more grand state to receive you. You can see that she, uh, while um, physically is as effervescent as she has ever been, her clothes are somewhat dirty and tattered. Uh, it seems like she's probably been outside the city for a while. You know, outside of the finery that she is used to. Jin, my darling. Next to you, the finery of an empress would look like tawdry rags. Oh, <laughs> you. Well, you know, Cassian, it sounds like you've quite a tale to tell. My, uh, my tent is nearby if you'd like to sit a spell and spill it. I'm kind of like, you know, edging closer to Cassian at this point, like really kind of lunging hard, just trying to get to like, come on, Cassian, this is going to be great. You know, you look like you could maybe, uh, I don't know, relax a bit. You look a little tense. I am feeling tense. I would feel a little bit bad abandoning my my comrade here, and, you know, not seeing the outcome of his contest of clans. I'm waving to them. Would you care to stay and watch some naked dwarf wrestling for a minute? For <laughs> well, when you put it that way, <laughs> tell you what, I will stay and watch whatever's about to happen as long as you promise to tell me that story later on. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you as soon as we're done here. Let me just, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw up some... You know, modesty bars again. (laughs) (laughs) This will be better for everyone, I think. (laughs) Great. Never wrestled with a modesty bar on. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) she she tucks in. She sort of takes your arm, like loops her her arm through yours uh, beside you, and 
goes to uh, stands tall to watch the fight. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, now, this will be a spectacular fight. My friend Yarfakir has fought, oh, any number of things. Pygmies, horses. Uh, <laughs> Pygmy uh, horses. Pigeons, ravens. <laughs> Oh my god, a, a dog that could teleport? So, so another so dwarf should animals? be a piece of cake. I mean, he did one time fight another dwarf and get his ass beat, but I think this will be, this, this will be right. a different situation. Horace team kicked my ass. So at this point... Uh, this is sort of his redemption song, if you will. He's 0-1 against dwarfs, yeah. but this <laughs> But horses, uh, forget about it. So, Stormhammer, I know I uh, said I'd give you time to get ready, but uh, I don't have all day. Oh, well, if you're ready to go now, I was just giving you a chance to, you know, really rest up. I want to get you in your fresh. You've had a, a match before me. Well, come now. Step into the church and come up to the altar. The only thing I'm stepping to is that is going to crush your altar down. What? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, what? I mean, I, I, you need to work on your smack talk, but I get it. I don't have much. It's okay. <laughs> So you you enter oh, the yeah. ring, oh, yeah. and the uh, the the people sort of close around you. There's no really like defined edge of the ring, so much as just the, the so people it's, it's who like are circling color. it. So first off, you're not wearing your armor, so yep. your AC is is minus your armor, obviously. So it'll be what ten plus your dex, right? So that'll be thirteen. And we need to uh, roll initiative. Thirteen. And Top got a uh, got an 11, so Yarfik will be going first. So the two of you are uh, standing in a ring that's about, uh, say, like 30 feet, uh, 30 feet diameter. Um, and you're both sort of at the center. You do that very, like, sumo, like, stamp and clap. That's great for naked dwarves to do as yeah. well. <laughs> and then the first move is yours. So how far away am I from him? Uh, probably about five feet. I'm going to go in for a double leg takedown and just try to drop him on the ground. On okay. Back. Go ahead and roll an attack. Just straight Actually, up. well, so you're trying to, you're not trying to attack. You're trying to grapple, grapple him. Yeah. So it'll be your athletics versus either his athletics or acrobatics. That is a 22. 22. So you rush forward uh, <laughs> trying to grab his legs and knock him backward, or are you trying to like flip him over your back? No, I'm trying to flip, like basically take down. So take the legs out from under him and put him on his back. Okay. So you uh, reach forward and you you sort of like uh, cup your hands and grab right behind his shins and try to pull, but he stands so firm with the twenty-six that he rolled. Damn! <laughs> wow. That he Dude. he is just unable to be budged. Oh, you've got sturdy legs like trees. Uh, do you want to do anything else? Uh, I don't have another attack, right? Correct. You only have one attack per round. So, so then I'm gonna. Um try to move around behind him quickly. Use the rest of my movement to get around behind okay, him. Okay, okay. So, yeah, you, you can do that. So you uh, you do that, you give up on your plan, and then you move around behind him. Uh, now, he... Let's see, what is he going to do? Because he's got options. Um, he is going to uh, swing back with his left elbow, now that you're behind him, and mm -hmm. just try and crack you with it. Okay. Uh, that's just an eight to hit, which obviously does not. Nope. But missing with that, and it sort of being turned around now, he is going to try and bear hug you. Okay. So this is a, what's the, a grab of my and athletics? he rolled a natural one. Ooh. I'm still going to roll. <laughs> you can still roll. I got a 15. So he uh, reaches around to bear hug you, but you completely dodge it entirely and because he's in this awkward position now he falls forward um so he is currently uh on his stomach on the ground like right beside you and it's your turn again uh if he's on his stomach i want to 
get him in basically like a modified camel clutch. So pulling up his back with his arms on my legs, like pulling him back and wrenching the back. Okay, so this is a, a grapple Another grapple, attempt yeah. again. Natural 20. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so you are able to do it. So you grab him. In in a camel clutch, that's what you that's said. That's what it's called. Yeah, okay, it's a wrestling I believe move. you. I, I believe can show you a move. I don't know no, what it it's an actual wrestling move. Roll deception. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you've got him. Someone on the side starts doing the count of like one, two, uh, and it is now his turn. Mm. Um, and he is going I to say attempt. Beautiful camel toe, Yarfik. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that's called. Uh, he is going to attempt to break what? the grapple. Okay, what do I have to roll against this? Um, so you can roll, uh, you roll athletics to maintain your grapple. Uh, that is six. Six versus his 14. Um, so he sort of flails wildly, and with one of his legs, he manages to grab one of yours and just sort of hook it out from under you, uh, sending him tumbling forward a little bit and you stumbling backward. You're still five feet away from each other, right. uh, but you no longer have him in, in your clutches. He uses half his movement to stand up, and then, what is he going to do? Then, uh, with his bonus action, he is going to use his evasive footwork. Oh, uh, I hate going up against grapplers. He's a battle master. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> which increases his AC for the next round by four. <laughs> um, and then he is going to try and... Uh, he's just going to take a swing at you, try and give himself some distance, but that is only a that's only an eleven, so that doesn't hit. And now it is your turn again. All right, so his AC is higher. Um, I'm going to keep grappling then, because at this point I'm not going to do any attacks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to go low, get my hand under in between his legs, and push him back over and pin him. You're going to wash that hand later, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> it's 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 my grappling hand. Okay. That's a six. <laughs> Uh, six versus his non-natural 20. Oh, jeez. Um, so, <laughs> I, uh, all the ways that that could go wrong, but it shouldn't go spectacularly it's, wrong. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not negative one. Um, yeah. you, uh, he just, he just catches your arm before you, you get <gasps> up in there, um, and sort of I say, watch it. out, dude, that's the hand he grapples with. <laughs> <laughs> um, he and that puts him that in, in good position to, uh, um, yeah, he's gonna try and uh, and elbow you again, uh, and that is a nineteen. That'll hit. So uh, he's going to do that, and at the same time, he's going to uh, add a superiority die to his oh, attack. What did I get myself into? Um, so that is two, three, five. So that's eleven points of damage where he, he cracks you in the face with his elbow. Ooh. And I need you to make a strength saving throw. That is eleven. Eleven. You are knocked prone. Oh. So he cracks you in the face uh, and you are knocked to the ground and then he is going to try and uh, grapple you. And that is a fifteen. That is a 24. 24. So he uh, gets down to try and grapple you, but you're able to sort of like, because you've oiled yourself up, you roll out of the way. <laughs> it's anointed oils. <laughs> and it is your turn again. Uh, so I roll out of the way. I'm still five feet between him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to try to, from the crouch position I'm in, headbutt up into his chin and knock him backwards. Okay. So it's rolling attack? Yep. So if I'm not rolling with a weapon, it's just straight strength, right? Correct. Okay. That's an 18. Uh, 18 hits. So you uh, you sort of launch yourself upwards, crack him right under the chin. 
Uh, for you, an unarmed strike, you actually don't roll anything. Mm -hmm. It's uh, <clears throat> it's one damage plus your strength modifier. So that's four. Four. So four points of damage. Ooh. Um, and that is that is a solid hit that like. <laughs> Sends him backward a little bit. Get him with the chair! Giving you some movement. <laughs> Someone hands him a chair. Yeah. Um, and uh, do you want to move at all? You're going to stay put. You, how far away is he from me again? Uh, you just sort of knocked him back to like the edge of that five foot range. No, I'll, I'll stay where I am. Okay. Cool. And just, I'm going to cast him. is like just... jumping up and down on the balls of his feet, seeing Yarfik doing so well. He's just like so jazzed. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean back a little bit and just put my hands up just above my crotch line and just go, come on! <laughs> but the black bar obscures it, so you're doing some gesture with your hands in that exactly. zone. Exactly. That is a thing that I wanted to. He's gonna see. kick my ass in yeah. a second, so I'm just rolling d okay, which I'm happy about. He casts delete. Your character no longer exists in this universe. Finger of God, and he's gone. Not the God finger. Yeah. Um, he is going to um, close the distance with you, um, and he's going to take another swing. Um, and that is a 14. That hits. Which hits, so that is uh, six points of bludgeoning damage as okay. it cracks you across the face. Um, and then he's going to place both of his hands against your chest and just try and shove you backwards. Okay, and so what are rolling? Um, so it's it's the same as a grapple. It's either athletics or acrobatics versus okay. his. And his um, is a 23. Yeah, no, I, that's a, that's an 11. So he shoves you with all his might and sends you stumbling backward another five feet, which means you're now within 10 feet of the edge of the ring. Okay. Um, and then he closes the distance with you, and now it's your turn. Is he running at me currently at this point? Yeah, yeah, like he's he is coming at you right now. Because what I would love to do is try to like trip him and make him fall flat into the into the crowd. So like basically um, so like that will general. be um, I would call that a a uh, I would say roll an attack with your dex okay um, and he will he'll use acrobatics to try and avoid it okay <laughs> natural one no. Man, oh. that's, he had a four on the die, so that's lucky for him. Oh. <laughs> um, so you, uh, your foot falls off. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you put your foot out to try and trip him as he's coming forward. Uh, but you trip to... an audience member. <laughs> I, pull one, I pull one in. You stub your toe. Aye. <laughs> it uh, does no damage, but it has, it has no lasting effect. Uh, but that's your attack for the round. And then I'm going to move uh, back toward the center, of the, around and back toward the center of the ring to get away from the... Uh... Okay. The crowd. Okay. Um, and then he is going to try and grapple you again. Uh, that's a 10. He rolled a nine. Oof. So he misses with the grapple attempt, but then he's going to try and swing an elbow at you again as well. And that is a natural one. So he does it. Is and, he, does he hit and, himself? No, he doesn't hit himself. It's just a big old whiff. Uh, you're up. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm trying to, I'm going to try to like forcefully shoulder him into the crowd. Okay. So go ahead and roll, uh, athletics. That's going to be, uh, nine. 22. Oof. Yeah. So you try to push him and he just sort of like grabs your wrists and like holds onto you. So Oof. he doesn't go back any further. I can't move. He's just got me. Yep. Um, and then he having your wrists already held, uh, is going to try and grapple you again. He's going to try and sort of work that. So your arms are pinned against your side so he can grab you. That's a nine. That is a 19. So he has now got you grabbed oh and he is going to, uh, forego his other attack now that he has you grabbed and he's just going to start dragging you toward the edge of the ring. Okay. Um, and, and you're a, you're a, uh, a 
uh, dense creature, uh, not in terms of intelligence, but in terms of your Mass. neutron star-like body. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he's going to try dragging you. He gets you about f- uh, within five feet of the edge, so he could potentially get you out of the ring on the next turn. All right, I'm going to have to break his grapple. Mm-hmm. So that's a athletics check, right? Uh, athletics or acrobatics, whichever mm-hmm. way you prefer. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, it's an, that's a seven. 22. Ugh. So he maintains it. Can I try to like, use the rest of my movement to break it again? Or? Uh, yeah, I'll allow it. Lock his legs, Yarfik. One more time. Just grab onto him. He can't let him shake you off. <laughs> 22. Uh, 22 on that one, you you break it, but he's still right next to you. That's all I can do, though. Yeah, that's all you can do. Um, so he is going to try I to... Just, I wiggle out, and I, I use the oil, and I slip right out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he is going to he's going to try to do that shove again. So mm-hmm. you you wiggle out, and then he, he puts his hands just like right up against your back. Oh, no. I'm going to use this anyways. It's not going to give me much. 10. Oh, sorry, no, 10, uh, 13. With a 13, uh, his hands slip right off of you. Oh, and inspiration First die. shove attempt. Uh, but then he is going to just try and take a swing and crack you right in the jaw. Yeah. And that is a 21. Of course that hits. To hit. Uh, so that is uh, four. That's seven points of damage. Okay. Um, oh. And... Uh, he is going to add a superiority die to that as oh, well. So it's another three points of damage. Okay. And you have to make a strength saving throw as he hits you so hard that it could potentially knock you prone. Natural oh one. Natural one. So oh, no. uh, So you are knocked clear out on your back. Um, and I'm going to say for this next round, you are dazed. Okay. What does that mean for uh, me? So what that means... Pull it up. I'm going to lose this fight. I already know I am. My rolling has been horrible. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, not not dazed, stunned. Okay. Um, You are incapacitated. You can't move. And you speak haltingly and in fragments. So no different than I. (laughs) (laughs) Yarvik looks fine. (laughs) I have a concussion. Here's the thing, though. You automatically fail strength and dexterity saves. Yeah. And uh, hostiles have advantage on you. Uh, like I said, I'm going to lose this match right Jeez. now. So uh, he is standing over you. You are just sort of like lolling on the ground. Like in, in your mind, you can see stars in front of your eyes. Ajia, uh, is that you? He reaches down. I lean over to Jin and I whisper, I don't know much about wrestling, but I think he's doing really well. <laughs> uh, he reaches down and and I'll, I'll roll again just because he has advantage. So he's got a non-natural 20 um, and he just sort of picks you up under the arms and oh, and you're slowly, a sweet looking little one. Slowly, sort of like showboatingly, starts to drag you over to the edge of the ring, and he just sort of full on with all his might picks you up so your feet are off the ground and places you down outside the ring. And at this moment, you've got your wits back about you, so you have one more chance to break his grapple. Can I knee him in the balls while I'm doing it? Sorry, can I just ask, did did you already use that inspiration die I gave you? Mm-hmm. I did, did to break out of that grapple, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to yell out, I'm just going to yell out, you can't keep the horse puncher down! Kill him, Yafik! <laughs> and uh, give him one more. Okay. One more die. All right. So, breaking the grapple. Kill the bastard! Kill him! Kill each other! <laughs> 21. 21 breaks the grapple. So you manage to break out of the grapple. 
you your feet hit the ground. You are outside the ring, and you know that you have a, a five count to get back in, essentially. Okay. So, given the current situation, you can you have like the time to take a step into the ring and be right next to him. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay. So you step into the ring. You're back and inside. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wipe my my jaw off, spit, and step right to his nose. Okay. So you step right up to his nose, and you it, smell delicious. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got, I got no trash talk. <laughs> and uh, he is... <laughs> Does that, that all throw him that, off? That definitely threw him off. He was he is confused. But he is now going to... to like <laughs> he is going to uh, punch you. Yep. Um, and that punch is a 17. Yep. And he is going to add his... Superiority uh, die. The fourth of his five Damn, superiority die. Yep. He gets five. five. That is, hold on, uh, four, seven, that's 12 points of damage. Holy crap. Um, he is he has Tavern Brawler, so he gets to roll a d4 I for always fight the strikes. Tavern Brawlers. And I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. Give me a moment, I gotta get my hit points down first. Luckily, I am proficient at wisdom yep. saving throws. And that helped, because I have a 24. 24, so uh, you are not frightened by <laughs> his by his menacing <laughs> attack. Uh, which is what he was trying to do, but he's still going to take another swing. Another knuckle sandwich. I'm uh, hungry. And that's a 21. Yep. Uh, and that's another seven points of damage. Good lord. I'm soaking it up here. Yeah, it's a good thing you got all those hit points. Yeah. And it is your turn. I'm still hungry. You got any more of those knuckle sandwiches? And as I'm doing that, I'm jumping up <laughs> to literally use my lower body on his shoulders to pin him down. Okay. Um, basically, I, I back up a little bit and yeah. I run and do so, it. So uh, I'm going to say you're rolling acrobatics for this. Okay. That's a 22. 22, you yeah. managed to do it. So you uh, you back up just, you know, that little bit that you can. I'm slightly teabagging at the same time. And you uh, run up, jump, and you catch him right with the crotch and and just slam him down to the ground. Uh, roll a d4. That move's called the Four. moose knuckle. Um, so you uh, you also, you sort of like, you crunch his nose in the dirt when he hits, so he takes a little bit of damage from that as well. Um, and he is down. Do you want to move at all? You no, I, I want to stay grappled on top of him. I'm pinning okay. him, basically, as I'm doing this. Okay. So. so you are sitting on him, essentially. Yeah, using my neutron uh, star-like mass. <laughs> and he is going to attempt to break the grapple. That is a uh, 21 on... Athletics. 22 on athletics. 22, so you yeah. have to keep him down, uh, but he's going to use his second attack. Dang it. Um, and that is, that's a 12. Oh, I have to roll again? Yep. That is an 18. 18, so you managed to keep him down, so you can hear from outside the ring, they're all counting. One, two, three. Your turn. Keep him grappled as much as I can. I'm going to try to pull his arms up so he can't um, get out of the grapple as well. Okay. So that's another grapple? Yep. That is a 20, not natural. Four, five! <gasps> the crowd goes wild, and you can release your grip if you I'm want gonna, to. Yeah, I'm going to get up, get off, and offer him my arm to pull him up. He takes it very happily and says, Ah, you put up a good fight. The Stormhammer reputation is well earned. As did you. I, I have never been more taken to the limit in my life. I give him a little, a little like kind of like bow of respect. Oh, and he he returns it. Oh, I'm sorry, my Skype connection cut out literally at the most dramatic moment. <laughs> Who won? <laughs> Yarfik won. Yarfik. Yes. Won. Okay. I used <laughs> prestidigitation to make a bunch of fireworks shoot off around his head. 
<laughs> ah, 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 exploding next to your head, shooting up from He's, next to your you're head. You're punch drunk. <laughs> uh, this is just like when I read the Tome of the Deep Breath. <laughs> a bunch of crowd people in the crowd, like, where's the merch table? Horse puncher, horse shirt. So, yeah, so uh, you're getting a whole bunch of like claps on the back from people. Uh, Tip, Top's brother, comes over and 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 also like take, gives you a big hearty dwarven handshake. I do it right back. Just clap him right on the on the forearm and yep. Top uh, once again puts puts his arm, uh, his hand on your shoulder rather, sort of claps you on the shoulder and says, "It was a good fight." Now put on some clothes. You too. I think it's a little cold out here. <laughs> He's already putting his tunic uh, on. Cassian, where's my armor? <laughs> I say, oh, I lost it in the confusion of the fight. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hand it back. I, I take the five so minutes you, and you put give my him his armor on. and his shield. Cassian, it seems the fight is over. Yes, indeed. I couldn't be more pleased with the outcome. But you you wanted to hear a tale, yes? You mentioned something well, about just, a tent? I just thought we could uh, take a moment, retire, and sit down and, you know, uh, tell a story, so to speak. That sounds absolutely delightful. Cassian, we're getting drinks in a little bit. If you want to come with us, we're going to be over here. Tip and top, I have got some amazing ale from a monk that is going to kick your socks off. Whoa, I'll take that bit. Oh my god, that ale. I forgot about it. Um, I'll catch up, I'll catch up with you in a little later, Yafik. Oh, I've uh, oh. got an old friend to, to visit with. Oh, a bardic meeting of some sort, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, exactly. It will be okay. a song for the ages, doubtless. So I'll catch Yarfik, up with you later. You go off with tip and top. Cassian, you go off with gin and retire to her tent. Oh, not the bottle. Uh, what? Not a bottle of gin, just gin. No, 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 no. Her name is, is not spelled with a G. Uh, it's a J. <laughs> but when uh, we get to her tent, it's full of gin bottles. And she's just like, look, I like puns. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like the taste. I just love. <laughs> now, uh, while all of this is happening, yes. you see the fireworks. You have made it to the other side of the encampment, and you've come across a group of tents that are arranged in a circle. They're shaped differently than the others, and they're brightly colored, so they stand out yes. very well. Are there any children around? Oh, yes. Are there any babies? <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, between all of these tents in the middle of the circle, there is a fire. Uh, it's got a large black pot suspended over it, and you can see that the pot is not suspended from anything. Mm. It's just sort of hanging in the air. Uh-huh. I'm home. <laughs> there are three ORE mages around the fire. Uh, there is a human man, uh, sort of older, who is tending to something that's bubbling in the uh, the mm -hmm. black pot. Uh, there is an elven woman who looks very stately and 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 well kept, uh, writing in a book off to the side. Uh, she's got a satchel of scrolls at her feet, and there is a uh, small gnomish woman uh, wearing like uh, very magnified glasses, and she is tinkering with some contraption that's about the size of like a big loaf of bread. Mm. Hi, hello, my name is Eowenora Mora. I show off my tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> the older man who is tending to the, the pot pokes his head up and he says, Oh, hello there. You're new. Yes. Uh, what, uh, what, what can we do for you? Oh, uh, what sort I'm, well, uh, I'm with a group we've been prophesied to help and uh, I'd love the help. To help, so uh, any sort of magical thing, uh, we're about to go into, I suppose, battle. Uh, but any sort of magical thing that would help, I would love it. Oh, you're after magic, is it? Well, uh, 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 my name is Piker. Hi, Piker. Uh, Piker Simcoe. Uh, I'm uh, uh, an alchemist, a potion maker of sorts. Uh, 
Uh, come, come here. He sort of beckons you over. <laughs> Hello. And you can see that in this cauldron, um, it's uh, there's this sort of like bubbling mixture of of various colors that are like swirls of pink and forest green um, and all sorts of uh, bubbles yes. rising in it. Oh. Um, and uh, you can wow. see him closer now as well. He's got sort of a slight hunch in his back. Uh-huh. Uh, he's clearly balding on top, rocking that sort of horseshoe style of look. Of course. Um, and his eyes are a dull gray, but very attentive. Like you can tell he's, He's not like cataract or anything. He no sees God. you. He's just... um, and he, he's leaning on sort of this long staff in the crook of his arm while he's stirring what's in the cauldron. Say, what are you making there? Well, uh, I collected all sorts of things when we were up in the great forest. Uh, you know, some flowers, uh-huh. herbs, uh-huh. feathers, uh-huh. dung. Yeah. And when we got <laughs> back here and had to wait, I just took it all and threw it in the pot. Ah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what it does, but <laughs> okay, I do know that it's done. You do, you know it's finished. Yes. Do you th- you believe it's ma- a magical? Medicine? Oh, it certainly has magical properties. Would you, would you care to help me test it? I'll give you a vial for free. Um, I. Well, <laughs> I'm not one for unknown magic. But I can help. I do have something called an arcane diviner, which can tell you exactly what it does. Oh, that sounds handy. Yes, I'll st- I would still appreciate a free vial. Uh, you wouldn't uh, even need okay. to test it. What if it ends up bad? <laughs> I don't like the implications that you have there. <laughs> oh, no. I am Pika Simcoe. I don't make things that are bad. Well, uh, well, <laughs> not, well, it does seem a little haphazard is all. Catch as catch can. Well, you you don't uh, you don't achieve greatness without breaking a few omelets or whatever the expression <laughs> is. That's right. You don't. Yes. <laughs> of course. Well known gnome saying. You yeah. don't achieve greatness without breaking a few omelets. Exactly. Look, it's all eggs and mountains. Are we gonna it's do all this? Mountains of <laughs> uh, Well, uh, shall we? I whip out the arcane diviner, point it directly at the cauldron, and activate. Okay. So you uh, take out the arcane diviner. Well, it's and the contents of the cauldron. Yes. <laughs> the cauldron yeah. itself. <laughs> the cauldron itself. Oh, oh, it says it's not magical. Yeah. Uh, you it know, you uh, you point it at the uh, the bubbling mixture inside, mm-hmm. and uh, you turn the dials, do all of the things that that Fizzweed taught you to Isn't do. This cool. It, it, no gave it to me. His name's Fizzweave. He's quite uh, special. Roll that... a d20. Oh, will do. Ooh. Uh, any addition or anything? Nope. 17. This is a potion of flying. Oh. <laughs> Cassie is having a conniption. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, that was just uh, me in the tent with Jin. <laughs> okay. Uh, you'll never believe this. You've come up with, you've created a potion of flying. Oh. You know, it makes sense. It was mostly feathers. Uh, <laughs> yes. Is dung needed for a potion of flying? What? Is dung necessary for a potion of flying? Oh, is dung. I thought you said, is done needed? And I was like, done is not an ingredient. It's yeah. just when it's finished, You're it's right. done. No, I know. Uh, is dung needed? Uh, I mean, it adds a certain consistency that I think might be a little more appreciable when you drink it. <laughs> It feels like a personal taste. Uh, 
Yes, of course. Every potion maker has their little idiosyncrasies. I, I mean, uh, I don't put dung in everything. No, just just the drinkable stuff. Well, no, just it happened to be in this one. I didn't know if it would have any kind of effect. Perhaps it could increase <laughs> the duration of flying. Who knows? <laughs> So it's not you just don't know until you try. That is very true. You need to break a few omelets, I suppose. You gotta break a few omelets to make a flying potion. <laughs> That's what my mom always said. Yeah. Okay, I'd love to meet your mother. Uh, so she's no longer here. Oh, she yeah. flew away. Wow! Oh. <laughs> what luck? Uh, <laughs> well, I, thank you very much. I suppose I'll take a vial of that. He uh, reaches into his uh, his cloak and pulls out a little stoppered vial. Mm. Takes out the stopper. Uh, pulls out the you, you can see now he was using like a giant ladle to mm-hmm. to to swirl this whole thing so he takes it out carefully measures out an amount into the vial puts the stopper in it hands it over and says well thank you very much for your help that that is a handy little doodad that you've got isn't that there. fun it's so lovely it's it's really useful comes in handy in the field whenever i see something magical that i want to Identify. Oh, I don't doubt it. Uh, where did you get it? Oh, from a lovely gnome named Fizzweave. Hugo. Hugo Fizzweave? Hugo Fizzweave, you know him. That old mountebank is still at it, isn't he? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, and he's wonderful. Know him from my academy days. <gasps> wow. Did you go to Blackbeak? Yes. I'm a Blackbeak TA. Oh. He does the Blackbeak salute. I also do the Blackbeak salute. <laughs> uh, can you show us that? Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you would say that you're the same time. Save it for the live shows, guys. Yeah. It, there's like a whole light show to it. There's like magical swirls and whorls and stuff. And it's, I see. Yeah. It, it, it's it would be impossible for me to do it. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I smell the mixture a little bit. <laughs> Although I'm sure I've been smelling it since I walked in. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't smell bad. Like if he didn't tell you there was dung in it you wouldn't know great okay <laughs> but now you not know a fan of dung Mora. not a fan <laughs> uh but i put it in my hair <laughs> in the bag of holding in my hair while this I- is all happening uh you sort of put that away thank pika uh the elven woman who is writing in her book uh sort of just looks over and says you uh you know you two are being quite loud yes <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. I'm just making sure that you're aware of yes, it. Yes, I'm aware. I am trying to write. What are you writing? Well, I, if you must know, I am a scribe, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I prepare scrolls of magic. Well, what? Uh, do you have any scrolls that I could maybe take a look at? You just want to look at them? Uh, did you? Uh, you must. I. From what you said, I could tell that you were listening to our words, or you could at least hear them. So I'll repeat myself. <laughs> My name is Eoinora Mora, and I am one of a group of prophesized individuals who are here to save the world from the evil that has befallen it. Uh, any help that you might want to send our way would be greatly appreciated. Well, I don't know that I will just freely offer up help, but if you have coin or barter, perhaps, I surely could part with a spell scroll or two. I'd like to know what spell scrolls you have. Well, uh, certainly. She... They're being very nice to each other. It's great. Shows you a list of all of the spells that she has available. My God, there's cantrips all through up to the fifth level. There's cantrips, first level, second level, third level, fourth level, and fifth level. My God, there's so much here. I want all of these. Okay, uh, I already have that. I already have that. I already have that. I already have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. I have that. I. She is like death staring at you right now to just be like, shut up. Eowyn, also, also remember that like even if you have a spell with a scroll... 
I can cast it too, even if it's a spell I don't have. So like, if there's ever anything that it might be helpful for more than one of us to be able to cast in a fight, like that's that's awesome. good to that. Uh, I have noted that Aaron. That's great information for Aaron to know. Aowen does not care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Ah, uh, wow. Uh, enlarge, reduce. That's a fun one. Rope trick, shatter, counterspell, fireball, Leoman's tiny hut. Oh, how fun. Dimension door, ice Ooh. storm, wall of fire. I already have that one. <laughs> Bigby's hand, immolation. Uh, yes, I know. I'm quite impressive. Yes, you can write. Uh, <laughs> well, it's not just that I can, not just that I can write. These are all spells out of my personal spell book. These are all spells that I know and cast and can cast and do cast. So point of order then. Uh, I could write scrolls for Cassian to, if I know spells, I could write them on a scroll and have somebody else cast them? You can. Yeah, it's, but it takes a while. It takes a while. Okay. Um, so for instance, for a cantrip, it takes 15 gold worth of uh, like materials. Oh, wow. Okay. And it takes a full day to write the scroll. Oh, wow. If you wanted to do like a fourth level spell, it mm. would require two weeks of eight hour days of of penning the scroll. Wow, okay. Jeez. That's a long so. scroll. That's a long well, it's, scroll. It's all yes, the calligraphy. Exactly. Well, it takes, it's very fine. Every letter needs to be shaped exactly right. This is no Olash project. <laughs> <laughs> Every serif needs to be just so. Um, it's like writing yeah, you don't write these in Comic Sans. No, absolutely It's like not. writing Japanese kanji, basically. Yeah. yeah. What would you want for a second level spell? A second level spell would be 250 gold pieces. Oh, well. It's uh, three days of work. Uh, that is, we, unless you have something to trade. We have 305 left in party funds right now. We have 305. Is that it? Uh, That's it. Because we just spent a bunch on the healing potions and everything else. Oh, no, we, we right. have. Sorry, we have... Yeah, I didn't buy the armor. So no, we have. Sorry, we have four four ninety five. Sorry. If I wanted a fifth level spell, what spell scrolls would you take a second and a third level spell to add up to five in exchange? Do you have scrolls for those spells? I may have a scroll or two. Well, it's not. It's not exactly uh, perfectly commutative that way. So I suppose maybe two second level spell scrolls and a third level scroll could cover it. I'm just thinking about in terms of the the cost of materials mm. and the uh, you know the the amount of time that it takes okay. to prepare. So if they are very level delicate. scroll would be worth two second levels and a third. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, I have a fifth level spell scroll, and I'd be willing to trade it for a s two second levels and a third. Where did you get a fifth level spell scroll? <laughs> Matters not. <laughs> uh, what is it? Let me see it. Uh, it's called Contact of the Plane. Okay, well, let me see it. I pe It peeks out of my... I pull a little bit out of my hair. Just show the first bit of it. <laughs> just for a taste. The rest is... <laughs> the first taste is free. First hit's on me. <laughs> first hit's free. Yeah. Well, uh, how do I know that there's anything else on that scroll? Perhaps this is all some sort of clever ruse. Would, in this universe, like, if she sees the scroll... In its entirety, would that would that? No, that doesn't dilute it. Doesn't if she, dilute if she it wanted anything? to add it to her spellbook, she would have to like take spend time to and, and okay, do it. So it wouldn't. And like... if she wanted to cast it, she would also have to like spend time. Okay, to do great. That, so, so I take it out and I unfurl it. It's the full contact of the plane spell. Yeah, so in she its looks entirety. at it, and you can see she she reaches out to grab it from both ends, very gingerly mm -hmm. in her hands, and she's just. Oh, this is uh, this is good. 
isn't oh. it? Where did you say you got this? I, uh, oh, that's right, I, you didn't. Where I did you get didn't this? didn't say where I got it because Aaron forgot where he got it. <laughs> you got it from Winston. Well, did we steal that from Post? No, no got you got Post. it in the in the road yeah. when you were stopped by uh, the, the false tail of spry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> table it. guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, table, table guy. guy. He had it in his pile, pile of stuff, yes. right? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I got it from... Uh, uh, um, a what uh, from a ne'er-do-well, from a highwayman, a from a bank. mountebank, from a he wasn't using it. Oh. Well, uh, yes, you know, I I will gladly take this. It looks good. So uh, you said two twos and a three, uh, two second level spells and a third level spell. Yes, I think I could be persuaded to part with those. Wonderful. I'll take enlarge, reduce, <laughs> and rope trick. Mm-hmm. And for my third level, Leoman's Tiny Hut. Go for it. I knew you were going to get that one. Just write them <laughs> down already for now, and we two. can add them to your character sheet <laughs> okay. later on. Uh, uh, yeah, ro- Rope Trick is a badass spell, and yes. Leoman's Tiny Hut is really useful. It is. It's almost good as the mansion. Rope Trick, yeah. and what was the other one? Enlarge Reduce. Yes. That one I can. I have a feeling will come in quite handy. Enlarge Reduce? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to have fun with these. <laughs> yes, um, you are. And she says, well, uh, this was a surprisingly useful conversation. Yes, I wasn't expecting much, but I'm glad we had it. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Elle's talking to her. And she goes right back to writing in her, her spell book, uh, which is, like, ornate. There's a lot of scroll work, gilding on the mm-hmm. outside. Oh, you can see the edges of the pages are all, like, gold-leafed. It's a very pretty book. Mm-hmm. While that sort of stops, there is an exclamation from the gnomish woman who goes, Damned latches, I built you better than this! Uh, hello, my name is Eowynora Mora. Uh, I am a prophesized yada yada, and I'm here to help, and you should help me help. <laughs> she, uh, without looking up, she she raises her left hand as if to shake your hand and says, Kathia wheel spinner. Hi. I'm not shaking her hand. Then uh, she sort of stops I, uh, for a second. She, before she, looks, she looks up. I cast, uh, what is it? That little hand guy. Bigby? No, 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 no. Not the Bigby. I don't mage have Bigby. Mage, mage hand. hand. Oh, I don't have mage hand, though. No, Lindsay does. Yeah. Lindsay does. So Lindsay casts mage. No, just kidding. She's not there. Um, <laughs> I, say, uh, I shake her hand. Okay. Ooh. Says, well, uh. But I roll my eyes. <laughs> sorry, to be perfectly honest, I wasn't listening to anything that anyone else was doing. What's going on? I, I, your name is Eowyn? My name is Eowyn Oramora. I'm part of a wonderful little adventuring group, and we... We are here to save the day. We've been prophesized to defend the world at large from the impending doom. And, uh, well, I use magic. It looks like you create magical trinkets, knickknacks, thingamabobs. And I would appreciate, I'm sure the world would appreciate any help you could give. Uh, well, I I am quite an accomplished uh, contraptioneer. But um, what I'm working on here is actually not magical. Ah, well, good day. Uh, <laughs> well, it, well okay, fine. Curious. I, well, what is it? Well, it was supposed to be something to help those of us, uh, you know, more susceptible to physical harm. It was was huh? going to be my magnum opus. I call it the expeditious retreat, or at least I would call it that if the damn thing worked reliably. The expeditious retreat. What's supposed to happen is you slam it down on the ground, slip your feet into these straps here, you see? She's, uh, like, pointing all this stuff yes. out. You tow the release, and zoom! Sends you flying 60 feet away from danger, complete with a gyroscope in the bottom so you always land on your feet. Great, right? That sounds wonderful! It's non-magical means to escape a tense situation. But it doesn't always work. 
and I won't put my name on something that isn't perfect. Uh, so it doesn't always work, you say? Yeah, it's, uh, it's essentially like, uh, like 15 times out of 20, three-fourths chance. Three-fourths of a chance of it working? Yeah. And when it doesn't work, what are the consequences? Well, you just don't go anywhere. Oh, so you don't, like, go flying and crashing into something. You just, it doesn't, doesn't leap. Well, to be fair, I haven't experienced that yet. Ah. (laughs) But I have done extensive testing on it, and so far that has not been one of the possible outcomes. It's just been either that the springs either go and send you in another direction, or they don't release at all. Wonderful. And I'm looking at this contraption. It, does it look like and can you only activate it on purpose uh do you do you want to activate it not on purpose i may want somebody else to activate it not on purpose oh like leave it like a trap you mean <laughs> maybe i mean i suppose if you if you were to rig up some sort of trigger that that would 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 you know move the release then yeah you you could do that one could do I love that. that idea i'm sure an accomplished traption a contraptionaire could rig up a trigger in no time flat I could rig a trigger. Let's do it! Hey! Trigger party! <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Uh, why, are we, why are we doing this? Does... Well, I would love that contraption. You have a dwarf friend you want to send Well, but I me. don't understand why you want to, to have someone unknowingly trigger this. Uh, well, uh, there are many reasons why one might want somebody suddenly 60 feet away from you. I guess I can understand that right now. <laughs> In this particular situation. Why do I see like Awen in a library with a ring of these yes. around? <laughs> that's, that's exactly what she's thinking. She's like, leave me alone. And then she brings it back and she'll try to catch it. Like, we could use this in battle. Well, I... Um, I call it the go away Yeah. I suppose I, I could be persuaded to part with it. It doesn't hmm. look like you're very keen on the invention. Well, I want to get the damn thing to work, but I... Something That's tells me what. I need to go back to square one. I won't tell anyone you made this. Okay. Tell you what, materials-wise, especially if I'm going to add this trigger onto it for you. Right. It's about 60 gold uh, through the permutations I've been through. Add, uh, say, 15 gold for the general frustration, Mm. and I'll give it to you for 75. I feel okay about that amount of gold. Yes, I had that right over. Okay. That was how much? 75. 75 gold. Okay. She says, okay, well, here you go. She she schools you briefly in its usage. Mm-hmm. Um, she she shows you, uh, she sort of like takes pieces out of her cloak. She just has like endless stuff in there. She must have like mm-hmm. pockets of holding. Um, and she rigs up this this thing that you can add onto it that essentially makes the, um, is like a pressure plate that mm-hmm. you can put on top of the release nice. so that all it has to do is like be be stepped on and then it'll, mm-hmm. it'll act like a springboard. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. So, so it's a separate piece that you can you can attach can to, it. to it. Um, <laughs> and then she also shows you like how the straps work for putting your feet into it, and mm-hmm. and there are there's a leather strap that goes along the side of it, mm-hmm. so that you can like wear it along on your back. Okay. Um, so that you can easily have it with you, and you now have the expeditious retreat. Yay! Wonderful. Nice. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Kathia. Uh, I look around. It's only the three of them, right? It's only the three of them. It seems like all the other mages are either in the privacy of their tents mm-hmm. or elsewhere. Well, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. I will go now. I feel like I've squeezed all the juice out of this encounter that I could. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and I... Oh. 
I, well, I head back to where I think the rest of the party is. Sure. So you head back uh, along the path that you were following. Uh, quickly, you, you sort of catch up with Yarfik, who is uh, somewhat uh, deep into cups with a couple of other dwarves. Yarfik, is your armor on backwards? It is? Oh, they should really put tags in these things. <laughs> I was, wasn't I saying that before? Armor is the hardest thing to get on after you've had a good long bout. Well, about... Some people find that it helps to wear clothes underneath it. <laughs> like I said, you know, it's just, it's very hard this way. Have you met? This is Tip and Top. They're amazing. I, hello. Hello. Are you, are you a, a friend of uh, the champ over here? I know him. This is Eowyn. She is the best mage you have ever met in your life. Oh, oh really? It. Yes, I do. Top comes over magic. and just bear hugs. Uh, ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good hug. Yeah, uh, she's a great hugger. <laughs> and he he lets go, and, and there's like sweat. I press digitation immediately. Yeah. So you, quickly he doesn't even notice. Yeah. Would you like to join us in the cup of the, uh, it was called Fireball? Uh, no, it's, it's called <laughs> Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame. <laughs> <laughs> cup of Sacred Flame? Uh, we got this from a monk on their way up to, uh, out of Bustafir. Oh. It's really an interesting thing. It's a once-in-a-lifetime try. It's a fiery shot, you said? It's a fire I'll give you a cinnamon-y? shot of it. You don't want the whole thing, but it's it very... It is a cinnamon ale. Cinnamon ale. Yes. Uh, give me a shot of Aelin loves make fire. Constitution save on. <laughs> right, I'll try it because Aelin likes fire things. So roll a Constitution save. <laughs> oh no, that's a three plus zero. <laughs> uh, so you take the shot, and for a moment you think you're going to be okay. That's great. And then I love everything the you ate that day just comes bubbling up. <laughs> nope. No. 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 And no, and no, it's no, like no, you can no. feel it uh, on the back of your teeth. No. 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 <laughs> and then you just blow chunks. Herbal verbal. <laughs> That's the magic word for blow chunks. Yeah, the magic burble. word for throwing up. That's what we call acid spit. Herbal <laughs> verbal. Uh, is there a receptacle into which I can throw up? Uh, there's the, the, the cup that you were holding. It was a shot glass. Yeah. There's the shot glass. You could grab Yarfik's mug. I oh, love that. No, no. Perfect. <laughs> no. Verbal, <laughs> verbal. So you fill Yarfik up a steaming glass. Uh, Yarfik, why didn't you warn me? We weren't warned when we did it. You can ask Yildov about it and Olash as well. But uh, it, it cleans you out and makes you feel all new like the day you took your first vows as a priest. I never... What? That's not That's not a universal experience. And I don't feel new at all. So at this point, uh, Raskin, who is the guard that you met when you initially came to the encampment, Dumping it out. Uh, is walking by and he says, Oh, uh, hi. Uh, just so you know, we, we set up those tents for you. So if you guys need to go take a rest... Gives you directions to where they are. Thank you, Raskin. Thank you very much. Would you like a a little bit of a sacred flame? Oh, no, thank you. I'm on duty. Take some for the road. You might enjoy it. Okay. So he just continues on his patrol holding a mug. (laughs) I'm a throw up. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's around my neck. I have to dump that out. Oh, okay. Um, I don't need to long rest, but I do need to copy some spells. So I can spend a lot of time doing that. Oh, tip and top. Uh, I, that took a lot out of me. I'm going to probably go take a lie down for a bit, but uh, I'll see you around camp. Oh, I hope so. And I give another big clap on the thing. Yeah, they do the big uh, bro shake of like grabbing forearms. Yeah. As um, Top looks to me for a goodbye hug, I'm already backing away. <laughs> Tips behind him, though. Yeah. <laughs> or behind her. Yeah. 
So you two uh, go off to where the tents are set up. Uh, Ildov is is already there. You can hear like like light snoring coming from uh, from one of the tents that you recognize as hers. Uh, I'm not gonna go and watch her sleep. Yeah, um, and you go <laughs> both uh, retire Eowyn to write in your spellbook, Yarfik to sleep. Cassian, you are already in a tent in a <laughs> different right, yeah. place. Oh, before we do, I lend, I'm like, Eowyn, I don't have time to read this right now. If you want to read through the dwarf book too, go right ahead. Ah, yes, thank you. So you can all bed down for the evening, and uh, and you do. So, uh, Eowyn, you've got time to copy all of those spells into your spell book. Noise. And to, uh, Work, to, to take a short on rest. That. Well, well, I don't want to read Yafik's book. I do want to continue that, what is it, the term of it? The, uh, the, the Tome of Clear Thought? Yes. yes. Yeah, so you were what? You were 36 yeah. hours. Um, so for <clears throat> copying those spells in, I'd say you probably get another four hours in on the, on the, the Tome of Clear Thought. Okay, so I'm at 40 out of 48? Yes. yes. Okay, great. It's another day, basically. One more day of it. Yeah. One more day of copying <laughs> spells! <laughs> One day more! Uh, you all wake up in the morning, uh, and you're all leveled up. Does Cassian level up? Oh, Cassian levels up. Yes, Cassian had a, get a lot of experience last night. Cassian rolled a Cassian, lot of athletics uh, checks last Cass- night. <laughs> Cassian had his own wrestling well. match. Yeah, a couple acrobatics checks. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you guys are strangely awake. animal like handling to too and performance. <laughs> what? What would you like to do now that you're awake in the morning? I wake up and I perk up out of bed and look directly at the book still open in front of me of the Tome of the Clear Thought okay. and continue. I need to go clean up. I'm, I went to bed dirty from the yep. I need to go clean. Still wearing your armor backwards? No, no, I took it off. <laughs> okay. I slept in the nude. Okay. Meanwhile, so it's, you know, it's it's the next day now. Uh, it should be noted, this is the 31st day that you guys have all been together. Oh, it's been yay. a month. <laughs> yay. I miss Olaf. Well, months are 40 days. Here. It's been almost a month. It's been, almost a, it's month. been a, a regular Earth month. It's been an Earth month. That's just a little yeah, unit of me- time I made <laughs> One up. Week oh, that's that's that troll. <laughs> <laughs> three, three okay, days. Fred, that's your next job, is to write that parody. Yeah. One month since we caught that troll. <laughs> Got the sword and killed a big, tall tree. I don't Cut know. down some meat flags. Fred. I don't yes. know if you got the opportunity to say what you did when you woke up. Are you doing a walk of shame? Uh, He's doing, doing a walk of pride. Of pride. Uh, I'm <laughs> walking out. <laughs> no. Um, do you forget get, forget I, a piece I, of clothing and go back for uh, it? What? You have to go. You forget a piece of clothing, go back for it, stay a little longer, come mm-hmm. back out. No, I left that as a token. No, I'm probably <laughs> gonna just like leave Jin a, a flowery note and slip out while she's still slumbering. Um, Ooh. Because I want to try and find Utesh. We we like tried to make some kind of arrangement to. To meet up with mm-hmm. Utesh, right? Isn't that like a yep. thing? Yeah. Well, she said that she told you she was in a camp at the the edge of the forest. Um, you guys didn't get much more information than that. So, I mean, you guys are in a camp at the edge of the forest. That, that we are. That we are. Mm-hmm. Trying to think. So, is there? You know what? Maybe I'll ask Jin. Is she awake yet? <laughs> <laughs> he comes you can, back in. You can wake her up. Jin. <laughs> Jin. Jin. Okay. Jane, I do. I, I wake her up. I use my prestidigitation to create like the equivalent of one of those like alarm clocks that slowly wakes you up with like slowly increasing light and gentle music and sweet smells. Okay. Okay. So this <laughs> like is like an some aromatherapy sort of like, alarm. Yeah, sure. 
Um, and she uh, she slowly wakes up. Her eyes like flutter open, and she sees and you she and sees smiles. Me just, like with my, she sees me there with my chin perched on my hand, just staring right into her eyes. <laughs> that close caught me peeking. Have you been watching? <laughs> you look lovely while you sleep, Jin. Well, I'm glad that you like what you see. She takes a big wide stretch. She is still nude. Great. That one's for all the listeners out there. She is still nude. Um, <laughs> she also has black bars across the yeah, not even. <laughs> but they're just tattoos. They're well, tattoos. It depends if you're listening to this with parental controls on or not. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you are, she has the bars. Jin, uh, Jin, dearest, do you happen to know, I'm trying to think how to, what, what I'm really asking here. <laughs> there, I'm trying to meet up with a, somebody who... Um, <laughs> Might be able to help my friend and I get into the city uh, undetected because we have important work to do there. But this person generally tries to stay away from the attentions of the law, shall we say. I'm wondering if you know, is there like a thieves guild around here and do they have a presence in the camp here or anything of that sort? Oh, well, um, there's no... Thieves Guild that I'm aware of, but, you know, this is a uh, the current bastion of civilization, and as any bastion of civilization is, uh, there is crime here. Uh, there, there have been reports of uh, supplies being stolen and uh, somehow clandestinely being sold to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, a, for fairly high prices. Um, that may be the person you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And... As a bard, naturally, you hear rumors of all shapes and sizes. Have you heard any rumor about where such items are being fenced or purchased? Well, it's all over. But what I have heard is that if you look for the large one in the cloak, you can get large one in the goods at semi-reasonable prices. Thank you, Jin. That's fantastically helpful. As always, every moment with you is more pleasant than the last, but sad to say... I do have to depart now. Uh, hero of destiny business, you know. Will I see you again? Assuming I what survive this, which I do assume, because I am, <laughs> because I am prophesized. By the way, did I show you my glowing sword? <laughs> and that's not a euphemism. Uh, oh, oh, it's not a euphemism. Then no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I draw Aja's tear. We're all standing outside. We see this one tent light up. Like yeah. A Oh, pretty nice, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, and there's like a little Austin Powers type scene where like our shadows are doing things on the walls. (laughs) (laughs) It's beautiful. Do you have to go? It was forged from the tear of a goddess. That does not answer my question. (laughs) He's not taking. But don't worry, you don't have to be jealous. Wait, what was her question? Skype cut off. Her question was, do you have to go? Cassie's <laughs> so wrapped up in the brag. That totally fits Cassie. He wasn't yes, listening. He's like, does. yes, it was. Yeah. It was forged from the tear of a goddess. It- <laughs> we pulled it out of a tree. I'm asking, uh, do you have to leave? Don't be jealous now. It's a real sword, and it's very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> it casts spells. Um, it's a magical weapon. I say, well, I suppose I could be persuaded to stay for a little longer. Did we have, as Good. a group, arrangements to meet up at all? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. So you're not late. You know, you guys right. didn't have, like, a time. Right. All right. I'll dally with Jin a little bit longer and then stretch out at a crisp 11 a.m. and walk out of the tent. <laughs> okay. So she uh, 
you guys dilly your dallies and with the sword open. Yes, of course. Dilly the dallies. Uh, and leave the tent. And go off to. We wrap uh, it in some like colored, like uh, colored, like uh, plastic. (laughs) Colored silks. Like the tent red. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. And then you you do a blue one so you can go full Top Gun. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what time did I wake up? Uh, you woke up uh, probably fairly early, I imagine. I feel like Eowyn is an early riser. She's an early riser. Probably like <laughs> 8 a.m. or so. Okay, so I get another three hours into yep. the book and get up. Oh, no, I, I would only have one more hour. Wait, eight more hours. Yes. Eight, eight okay, hours. so I get another three hours. Yeah. And crispy at 11 a.m., I exit the tent. After, uh, after I shower, um, yeah. I'm actually going to go and have a sending. To Utesh. Okay. To so where she's. Send to so, Utesh. So it's Yarfik again. Uh, we made it to the Tempered Steel Camp. Uh, are you close? Where are you? And you uh, wait a moment and you get the response. I'm in that camp. Come to the rear of the quartermaster. Do I see anyone coming out? Yep. Cassian saunters up as well. And I say, uh, good news, Yarfik. I think I found out how we can get in touch with Utesh, so you don't need to waste a spell on sending. Oh, so you know she's behind the quartermaster's tent. Oh, she is? I was just going to look for a big guy in a cloak. <laughs> I was pretty proud of that. Utesh, Utesh is not a, a big guy in a cloak. No, 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 but he's, she, he's she, a criminal. She's a female half-orc. No, I remember Utesh. Do you? Because you were saying yeah, a guy the guy in the cloak. Like I'm, yeah, the guy, is, uh, the guy is a fellow criminal. I figured he could get word. Uh, well, I don't doubt do your thing. intel, Cassian, but it seems that as though Yafik knows exactly where Utesh is. And I have to stop off at the quartermaster's. Anyway, I have to refill the uh, the food store. So Just picturing Cassian like kicking dust and being like, "Well, but like, yeah, <laughs> but I, I found know. out I mean, about a guy that's in a cool, cloak. I guess. Good job." I, I was pretty proud, but yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, you did a great job. You just, you don't have the, the, the favor of a god to help you do your work. Um, I'm wearing the thing on my back, by the way. Yeah, I'm wearing the, the contraption. What? Ian, what uh, is that? What? Uh, what? You have something. You're not wearing it in your hair. It's too big for your hair. What is that that you're wearing across your chest? Oh! <laughs> do I have a paper for it? Uh, you will. I haven't made one. Okay. Oh, this? Yeah. Oh, the, oh, well, uh, this? Oh, well, it, yeah, oh, well I yesterday uh, had a nice tete-a-tete with a few, well, tete-a-tete-a-tete-a-tete with a few uh, wonderful uh, You went a four-way with somebody? No. What? Yafik! You said tete-a-tete-a-tete-a-tete. I had a talk with three wonderful mages, and I got some lovely things from them. Ooh. I show off all that I got. I pull out the vial. This is a potion of flying. Whoa! Yeah! What? I, back. How- I pull out three scroll. Yeah, Cassian. A potion of flying. I pull out three the three scrolls and I show them the new spells that I can cast. When I've already. Well, no, because they're gone. Yeah, the, the scrolls, scrolls are used up <laughs> once you just pull them in. paper out with nothing on it. I pull paper out. I can write on this now. <laughs> and uh, I also learn some spells rope trick, enlarge, slash, reduce, and Leoman's tiny hut. Right? Ooh. Yep. Tiny hut. And then uh, this little thing yeah, is thing. not just for aesthetics. It's quite ugly. It's actually <laughs> the expedited retreat. It's something you can lay on the floor, stand on it, trigger it, and be launched 60 feet away from danger. Well, how do you land in the right way, though? You could, like, run into things as you fly away that There's way. There's a gyroscope on the bottom of it that keeps your feet down. So Whoa. you always land on your feet. How fun is that? That's amazing. The, the gag is mm-hmm. that it only works three out of four times. That's pretty good odds. Four time it just doesn't do anything. Yeah, I know. I thought it was going to be some oh. sort of catastrophe. So it doesn't work. So so when it doesn't work, it doesn't fling you farther when you run to a wall or something. No, it just doesn't do anything. That sounds like a working thing to me then. I know. 
She made it sound so bad, but I guess she was very self-critical. Uh, I also was able to rig it up with a trigger so that we can trigger it as a trap if needed. Oh, that's handy. You were thinking ahead. I I'm love that. I love that idea. Isn't that great, Cassian? Here, give it. <laughs> so I sleight of hand it behind the Arfic. <laughs> he doesn't notice. So yep, then yep. we start to walk away. No, no, yeah. Yeah, I'll, let's, let's do that if you want to. No, that would be fair. No, anyway. come on, do it. Okay. Yavik, what's that? Is that a pelican? Where? Put it down on the floor. All right, let's head out. Pelican? <laughs> I've seen seabirds before. Eowyn, uh, roll a d20. Oh, man. Four. Uh, my sleight of hand is a plus one, so five. Should I roll it? It's contested, because you have to notice it, right? Yep. So, this so is roll perception. Natural oh, 20. God. Yeah, you noticed it. it yeah, and you don't even notice the pelican. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see a pelican up there. Uh, we're not close enough to the sea for pelicans to be here. Oh, you're right. We're in the middle of the country. Yes. I see you put it on the floor there, though. Oh, I dropped it. <laughs> it <laughs> looks nice, though. It looks great. Isn't that great? I put it back on my back, and I mumble quietly to myself. While you all so are doing cool. this, uh, Ildov crawls out of her tent, stretches. <laughs> what are y'all doing? Well, I know where Utesh is, Ildov, if you're ready to go. Ildov, we're just about to head over to the quartermaster to see Utesh. You down? Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a yes. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll take that as a yes. So you all stretch, do whatever you need to do for the, the first, uh, the early morning time as you move into the center of the camp to go and meet up with Utesh behind the quartermaster's tent. Lovely. Yeah. And as we're walking we'll away, I, I, I go up to Eowyn and I say... Uh, I, mm-hmm. I thought it was a really good prank, Ewan. Sorry it didn't work out. <laughs> Thanks. I, it was my first prank. I know. Didn't even You'll work. get better at it. You'll do better next time. I will fall for ah, something yeah, soon. You were listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is where we will end this episode. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. And if you ever have a question, correction, or petulant insult, you can email us at improvisedweaponsvt at gmail.com. Boy, do we love that inbox ding. If your New Year's resolution was to review more podcasts, then we can help you out. Go to your preferred podcast platform, that's your PPP, give us the old five star, and write some kind words about how much you like the show, and how good we are for society and world peace. Maybe even write about how you can support our show by going to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and helping us do more cool stuff to make the show better for everyone. Whew, that would be one heck of a review, I tell ya. And, you know, just like, tell a friend or whatever. We don't pay to advertise this show, it's all word of mouth. If you're listening, you probably know someone else that will enjoy this, so introduce them to it and grow the cult. All the music in this episode was written and recorded by Adam Rabin. You can hear Adam's new album, The Badger Flies at Dawn, on Apple Music, Amazon Music, and Spotify. All the sound effects in this episode are from BattleBards.com. BattleBards provides premium sound effects to enhance your tabletop experience. Sign up for BattleBards Prime and use the coupon code IWVTCAST at checkout. Tune in next time as the party meets with Utesh to try and find a secret path into the city. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons.
This has been a Puma Knife production.